54321, we're back. All right, back on the podcast, back on Hippie Crits. Here we are. We've got Jimmy Mick, the Australian. We're back again, again and again and again. Can't get enough. We've got Josh, the Irishman. Say hello. Hello, how are we doing, guys? We cannot get rid of him. We're trying now. He's just starting to get sick of him. You're sending me messages. Yeah, he's good looking. Yeah, he's all right. But we kind of don't want to hear him anymore. He just, just his toy, his voice is annoying. Get what? it out of the podcast. I'm sorry. Off. I'll leave. Okay, it's fine. I'm out of here. Goodbye. He legit will not fuck off. I'm like, right, James, we're going to do a podcast with someone else. He's like, Josh, I need the fame. I need the, the Spotify attention. Josh, I want to be like you. Josh, I want to be you. Okay. That's, that's just my lifestyle right now. I just can't get enough. We're only taking a piss. I'm low-key dragging him into everyone. (laughs) Um, I don't want to be here right now. I don't. We have got a man very close in islands to me. (laughs) I am from Northern Ireland, or the island of Ireland, whichever you want to call it. And we have got a Scottish lad, or a Scottish pal as we call him. Gregor, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How yourself? We're good. What is your full name? Gregor William Ranald Shepherd. Mm. Wow. He must be a good Protestant with the name William. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My middle name's William as well. I'm only joking, guys. Calm down if you're a Catholic, I love you too. These are just, these are just personal jokes towards the Irish and Scottish. Um, yeah, Gregor, so whereabouts in Scotland did you grow up? Because I've worked in Scotland quite a bit, as you know. I did not grow up in Scotland, Ooh, as a matter of wow. fact. I was born in England. Oh, fuck. Yeah. England. Mm-hmm. Do not let too many people know that. No. My biggest, oh. the biggest fan group on the podcast is English, but I don't really like English people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. You're gonna lose your fans, Josh. I know. Fucking Sorry, boys. See you later. Brits, eh? <laughs> they think they own everything. You guys. And so the Americans, fucking pricks. Uh-huh. Um. So Fuck what? You. Where did you grow up in England? Whereabouts? I was born in Swindon. Mm. City of Swindon, and then we lived in Bath. I don't know if you've heard of. I have Bath. heard of Bath. Yeah, they're quite famous for their um, their uh, part of showers, as well. sort of thing. Showers. <laughs> I was gonna say you. Just next up. to the village of Sink and so on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Bath for a bit. Um, another place. There's oh, there's all sorts of like in Scotland. I've lived in the one town mm-hmm. the whole time I've been there, and I've been there for over a decade in England. I've been in England for four years, but I've lived in all these tiny places. Everywhere and anywhere. Wow. So I lived in a place called Topcliffe, I lived in a place called Neverraven. Yeah. So I grew up in those sort of tiny wee towns and a place in Canada called um, Ralston. You lived in Canada for a bit? Mm-hmm. At what oh, age? Goodness. Uh, that was, so I think I went there when I was six. Was it around about six to seven to eight? And can you remember, like, you have a visual image of what that was it's, like back then? Mm-hmm. It's very flat. Mm. <laughs> there's not, there's nothing around, you know, in that sort of part, it was really, really open, no trees or anything. Wow. Okay. And how does a kid at six years old... As well. So th- this all happened from your father being in the army, am I correct in saying? Yes, so that's why we moved around England. Nice. Because all these army bases in England, you'd get posted to them, and right. in Canada, you got posted there. Okay. By the time mm. we moved to Scotland... I was old enough to just sort of stay, and my mum could look after me herself. So he, if he got posted anywhere, we'd stay in Scotland. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the very early stages of your childhood, you would have moved around. And at what age did you I was stop and stay near an army place? Okay. Mm-hmm. And what age did you stop stay like stay in Scotland and make it your home? About ten. Ten. So just towards the end of primary school, I was moving in Scotland. Which one was your favourite part to live in? Which place was my yeah. favourite? I think Canada's got the most to talk about. Yeah. Right. How does a six-year-old in Canada entertain himself with nothing to do? <laughs> we literally, like, 
We did all sorts of random shit, to be honest. <laughs> there was this, like, really old, rusted sort of playground, you know, play park. Where nice. We saw and stuff like that, and we just play random shit there, like Star Wars and whatnot. Unreal. It was, it was, it was a very rural place, so there wasn't a lot of places around for kids to go. It was just houses. Yeah. And was there other kids there as well, or were you very much? Oh yes, there was all sorts of army kids. families, like my, oh. myself, yeah. Okay. Something we've seen since because it's just moving around. Yeah, right. We've how long it. did your father? How long was he like in the army for? He's still in today. He's in Afghanistan at the moment. No way. Oh. Yeah, he comes back two days after I return to Scotland next week. Whoa! Wow. So he comes Beautiful. back Friday next week. Does he know you'll be home? Yes, he does. He does. Mm-hmm. That'll be on when was the last time you seen him? Uh, last time I seen him was uh, maybe about a month before I came here, so that was very early June. Mm, May, yeah. Kind of. Okay. Would he was only there for three months. It was he was covering usually for the British. I think it's six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the maximum you're allowed to go away for. Right. For America, you some of them can go away for over a year. My dad's telling me because he's yeah. there with all these other internationals and the U.S. soldiers don't mm. see their families for a whole year. So we're quite lucky that we get at least... Do you get to see them at certain points? Twice a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, big, so like in Ireland, you probably know in the north especially, it's, a, it's maybe dying off now, but like being a soldier, like for instance, I know a lot of soldiers in the army, but I cannot mention them because they will literally more than likely get shot or blown up because of what happens in Northern Ireland. Is it mm-hmm. the same... In Scotland, is as big as deal as that, where you can't actually be proud to be a soldier, or is it a bit of both? It's definitely not as big as in America. Uh-huh. Um, the, definitely with our generation, we're very much uh, make peace and sort of thing, and I can get behind that totally. My dad's not going to be in the army for that much longer anyway, mm-hmm. so soon it won't be when the money that we live off is not army money or anything like that. Mm. So being being from that sort of life, I think that. There's always going to be a small need for the military, you know. We're never going to get rid of it. We're never going to have a military in this world. So, yeah, I think there's positives to it. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> even if a lot of our generation think it should just be wiped away completely. Mm. On that, Australia is very the opposite. You said it wasn't, it wasn't good to be proud of... A... No, it's just not, it depends what side you're from. So the, okay. the, the fact that you run in the north of Ireland is basically that... Um, a lot of people don't like the British Army. So right. for, for where I'm from, it's the complete opposite. We, we love, a lot of people that I know are in the British Army right. and would fight. The opposite of that is people in Ireland would still hold on to the fact that Britain invaded Ireland and would be completely against it. So for that reason, whereas in like America, where it's very much celebrated and you're classified as a hero, mm-hmm. to your families back in the north of Ireland, depending on where you're from, your family will be very proud of you. But right. you literally have to... So I try not to bring up names, but like I know people that when they go to work, mm-hmm. they would have to drive to work with no uniform on, get changed, and then get changed in the uniform before they come home. They have to get changed again and then drive a different way home because they run oh, the goodness. risk of terrorists or terrorists or a freedom fighter, depending on who you are, wow. um, of of killing them. It's right. yeah. So Northern Ireland was the most dangerous country in the world for twenty years. That's intense. See, in Australia, it's very diverse. Like I don't know, people think of Australia as bogans and. You know, surfy dudes and Sheila's here and there. Mm-hmm. Australia's very a diverse. A Sheila's like a like a girl. A Sheila. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very. Um, there's a lot of different nationalities there, and I think Australia really is proud of everyone. Like they're kind of, they're really supportive of them as well. So, Respectful. Yeah. yeah. I think now. I think now, like in Northern Ireland, it's becoming like 
a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So before when, during it was called the Troubles. Right. During the Troubles, um, it would have been like my grandma and my granddad's. They would have had like a lot of issues. But now, my age group and my generation aren't emotionally connected to it mm-hmm. as much as they want to be. So you do yeah, obviously sure. still have some better people from, but we're not emotionally connected to it anymore. Mm. And I get that if you've got like a better granddad or a better granny because their brother or stuff has been killed during the war. But we don't have that emotional connection. My generation don't, and the generations below it don't. So it's kind of like just diluted. Mm-hmm. So I think the the next generation is going it's going to be completely up to them. And I think with the t- the likes of technology, Facebook, and social media, we can all see that like none of us are bad people. Yeah, we've got bad people in the world, but it's not down to your religion or down to who you are mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah, right. I, no, I, that, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm very torn about how the military forces and stuff are gonna cope with like in the future because I don't know I feel like a lot of people are kind of steering away from it these days yes no yeah I think I actually have you heard of Faslane I have not no what is that so Faslane is in Scotland and that is where the British nuclear weapon oh my god my best friend's gonna kill me because he that's where he serves I can't say his name. <laughs> if you just never mentioned that in the front place. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a friend who's a Marine and he definitely works around. He's definitely about to whip my ass when this is a podcast. Sorry, can't say your name because of reasons. Go for it. Oh I definitely know exactly what that is. <laughs> yes, well, I live about 40 minutes drive away from there. I've been to Faslane and there is always this humongous peace camp outside of it. And uh, the whole idea of Faslane is it's not a thing for attacking other countries. It's more of like a, it's a nuclear deterrent. It's designed there to say, you better not mess with us. Right, because we've got If this. you mess with us, then we will attack. We're not gonna attack just because we want to. Mm-hmm. The, the whole system is, there's four submarines, they're all nuclear. Three of them stay in Faslane, and there's always one submarine that's out and about, Flo- anywhere in the world, completely undercover so say and someone attacks us that submarine they don't know where that is that'll be coming mm. and that's that's the whole system right so i think if that sort of way it's not necessarily an unpeaceful thing it's to discourage attacks towards us yeah yeah as opposed to cause the attacks cause the attacks yeah mm. interesting well, so that whole point the whole point of that peace camp i feel is a bit maybe mistargeted it should be it seems a bit differently yeah right is there one in California? Uh, uh, like, for the Americans, we know we have, like, nuclear shelters, mm-hmm. bomb shelters, or uh, nuclear silos, that's what they call them. But we, for me, like, for me, they, they're placed all over the United States. So, we don't know where they're at hmm. at all. Okay. Because yeah. America's so big, yeah, probably. Yeah, so we, we, cause we have so many, mm-hmm. and they're just placed in different parts. They're scattered. State. So yeah, they're scattered. So That's a crazy thing. I would like to see, like, the, obviously the perfect outcome would be if there was no, like, armies and everyone was at peace, but it's just not a realistic thing. I don't That's why I, I say that the positives are the idea that it's defence, it's not yeah, attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Because there will always be, or for the now, the, there will always be a threat. It could be nothing more than a terrorist organisation, mm-hmm. but when there's stuff like that, there needs to be an army. You know what, I've never thought Attention. about it like that. I've always thought army, military, anything. Yeah, even if there is world peace at one point, even if we do achieve that, there will always be nuts out there. There will always be cunts mm. who <laughs> will want to threaten us. That's right. Like for the United States, they call it like 
our army, the our army, the police of the world. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm definitely open to all opinions. We're like. I don't know because then like one man it's, it goes to the, down to the quote is it definitely one an artist one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter yeah does that make I sense yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like trying to work out if we're like the good ones the bad ones or if no one's good and all the governments are just completely fucked mm. that's what it's trying to work out for I don't think it comes down to the everyday person I think they're like the heroes but it's the people that's giving them the commands mm-hmm. are they the assholes the thing about terrorism is maybe if we t- travel forward 30 years they're like the situations that we currently have that are causing terrorism might be resolved, but there'll be other ones. Yeah, new terrorists. That's true. You know. Yeah. The whole fuss with Ireland, the whole reason that started, you know, there wasn't an IRA before. It was the late sixties or something? Oh, nineteen. Fuck the first. Yeah, I'm gonna show that here for not knowing this. Look, look that up. I'm gonna say nineteen thirteen. Nineteen thirteen. Yeah, it was the first war. It was during the first world war, um, when when the the soldiers were away, a lot of Irish soldiers as well. I think it was hundred thousand Irish soldiers. Were volunteering away, and then when they came back, they like so when they left, they were like heroes. Oh, yeah. And when they came back, because all this stuff had happened back home that they didn't know, then they were considered like enemies, which that's, is crazy. So you you, you leave your family. Like, yeah. Considering how awful World War One was, mm-hmm. I think anyone coming back from that would just be happy that it's over. Yeah, and would hate 100%. to be coming back to own country and say, "Screw you," because you're a fighter. You know, that's another thing. I feel like when it comes to the army, imagine being a soldier. Mm. Imagine because oh. some people, I mean, people need money. Yeah. Imagine being to that point where you think, I need a job. I need my bills paid. We broke the ship. The army's always mm. hiring. The army's always. You see that we see on the TV. Yeah. And you just the army be the best thing. Yeah. And all that. It's always an option. I've had friends who go to the army and so on. It's mm-hmm. just a job. And then they get hated for it, even though yeah. it can be one of the shittiest jobs. Uh huh. I have a friend in school. Who joined? He was um, a paratrooper, right? And I remember him telling me about his training and so on. And he had to he had to run a mountain every morning. Really? You know, and it sucked, and so on. And if you don't, you know, it can be a really difficult thing. I think, yeah, I think I can. I think obviously there's positive and negatives mm-hmm. coming out of it. Like people go in there for their country. I think surely there's a lot of people that go in there thinking I need to fight for my country and then there's other people that go in there thinking I want to kill these well, yeah, yeah, you like there's all sorts of reasons behind it the mm. one I'm having um, the one I mentioned is that I just I just need to feed my kids yeah exactly my, my family uh-huh. that's what for my dad I feel like he does this not because he wants to fight people yeah it's because he feels patriotic he definitely doesn't feel patriotic about Britain uh-huh. yeah but it's just like an always an op- a when job I was a kid where is my where am I how am I getting my meals? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm just gonna crap myself. I'm fucking so sorry to everyone back home. They're gonna kill me. I respect everyone's history. Um, the Easter Rising. It was 1916. I did say 1913 or 1916. That's three, three years off, isn't that bad? Yeah, um, it's the Easter Rebellion. When I guessed the late 60s. Yeah, basically it was like the Irish Republicans and the Britain like ruling over Ireland is essentially what it was. While um, so during the First World War. Now so. I don't know much about other countries but the Australian like army and military have like they have a lot of help they get free like um, dental stuff and like a lot of a lot of help like they get housing but they like move a lot like is that the same with you guys in like the United States they do that like mm-hmm. a lot of people go to the like they serve their like one term which is four years yeah so they get college paid for like mm-hmm. in 
in Texas, if you if you served, there's a grant called. Uh, it's a certain grant that, like your kids, if you don't take the grant, your kids can you can pass it down to one of your kids, right? And their full college gets paid for. Oh wow! So like that's a lot of why a lot of people go to like the Air Force mm-hmm. or like the Air Force so they can go go serve for four years, get the college paid for, and then. They do whatever they want to do. Yeah, right. That could be quite a good investment to, like, see how far you can push yourself physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, mm. and, like, get a half-decent on the side, get, like, something that you want to focus on in yeah. the long term and just serve your four years. Yeah. And then you could be out. What about... Do you get free health care if you're in the Army? Yeah, yeah. You get all, you get all these benefits. Uh, I think so. That for sure, I don't know. But I know, like, the per- like the one that serves, like, my brother, he gets benefits from the Army. Okay. Right. And the only reason why my brother served is because he, like, since he was six, I want to be a Marine, 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 Marine. Yeah, my my best friend from literally fucking three years old, literally, was like, I'm going to be a Marine. Mm -hmm. I was with him from then, right till, like, fucking right up to the the day he left, and that's all I ever said was, I'm going to be a Marine. Fucking hell, he's an absolute machine, animal, monster. (laughs) I could still take him in a fight, though, if you're listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do I know see the second he's listening to listen the car he's just going to be like alright let's go <laughs> he's going to show up to my house with the boxing gloves that he always has in the back of his car and probably knock my fucking like he always does please set up a camera and post <laughs> it somewhere um, yeah he's an absolute animal in his defence and what I love about him is like um, so he doesn't drink a lot but like he'll still have a drink but if you've seen him like you would know he's a marine and like he's, he would be in a club right and he would be doing like rides for us mm-hmm. so we'd pay him into the club he'd chill out and then drive us back, but he'd still be with us, but he wouldn't drink. And, like, there would literally be people in the club, like, purposely, like, you know what, like, lads get, like, masculine and shit, and, like, yeah. bang into him, uh-huh. right? And they would bang into him, and he, and then they try to start on him. And he'd literally be like, that's fine, have, like, have a good night, like, it's sweet, and they try to start on him. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm just sitting in the background, like, please, just fucking kill him. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's this drunk guy whose little ego is, like, bouncing off the walls. He's away like this. Like, yeah. yeah, I told him how it was. <laughs> no, this guy could have killed you in three seconds. I made you cry for your ma. <laughs> but he's nice and didn't. And I fucking hate it. I'm like, just mm. do it once, Gary. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. Choke him out. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. I feel like there's a lot of power that comes. Like, not, not power, but there's a lot. I feel like... If I saw someone and they served, I'd I'd have a lot of oh, respect for them. I I don't understand why people don't have respect. I I just haven't really thought about it. Come down and they'll give but you I guess, many reasons. I guess like <laughs> not. the opposite, um, like sir, like the opposite countries that you're fighting mm-hmm. against. Sure, but you know they still have families to provide for and stuff. Like you got to understand, there's two sides of the stone. You know? Yeah, I think definitely like you know, <laughs> the UK, including myself. Which is definitely I'm in the UK, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> and like America haven't always been like the best. To be honest, like we've definitely probably went to places we shouldn't have. Definitely fucked up a lot yeah. that we shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, how long do you hold on to that for? Like I no. get that like it's horrible. Like fucking right, there was mass murders. There was all this mm. shit. But like our generation who isn't emotionally connected to it just needs to let it go and be like yeah. we're gonna be the driving force. Let's go. Like let's just make this country a better place. Even even then. For the simple soldiers, you know this stuff that was going on with Tony Blair, mm. kind of like in the end of last year, with this because like Tony Blair was one of the former prime ministers of Britain, and he sent a bunch of folks in to Middle East, and he's been there's been inquiries and stuff, and he's been to court about it now. 
it's the higher ups pointing the fingers telling you where to go it's yeah. not mm. the overall army says we're going to kill these people then. yeah it's like uh, you're literally stuck yeah. in like I think it's very easy to point the finger and be like you were wrong like for example in like Vietnam like I think overall America probably was wrong but it's very easy to point the finger at the average soldier and be like it's your fucking fault it's yeah. like you've been put into yeah. a random ass country in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's someone shooting at you uh-huh. they don't hmm. get a say in it they never yeah do. they've been placed here in the army and something happens yeah you, go. you don't get a choice uh-huh. yeah you go. Yeah, that's what like that's what my friend says. Like they can always point the finger, but when shit hits the fan, usually the first people to call will be us, mm-hmm. which is a very fair point. Mm-hmm. I get him. So yeah, Gregor. After after all this was done, well, not it's not done. Your, your father's still serving, but like, at what point were you like, mm, the army's not for me? Because I feel like everyone that has a dad that's in the army yeah. definitely looks at it at some point because it's like their hero. Of course, I have thought about that joining the services and so on. I just, I just don't. It just wasn't you for know, you. I've got a passion for film, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to not try. Have a go at that fashion, passion, at least, you know. Uh, maybe somewhere down the line, I could think twice. I could think twice about. It. I could mm-hmm. think. I feel like I'm most likely joining the navy mm-hmm. rather than the normal army. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought about mixing the two, like filming for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, it's funny. I was walking through Edinburgh. This was a couple of years ago, and the army van was out there doing their promotional thing getting recruits mm-hmm. and they spoke to me and sort of like what, what do you want to do in life and I said I want to do film they said well there's, there's one or two things in there you know mm. so it's, it's an option but that's like one job out of many yeah it's one yeah, for the for army sure. and film you know mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of jobs so like if you look at any war from like obviously there wasn't like like from Vietnam they're like fucking like there was there's people that were literally there just to take photos mm-hmm. yeah. that was literally journalist. their job which is cr- journalists yeah, yeah. that'd be, that'd be harrowing, worse but well maybe infamous but well known photos yeah Vietnam. you've all seen like the children uh-huh. running yeah and that pavement so and those are very famous yeah I've been I was in I was in Vietnam I went to the the war museum oh, and shit and man. fucking hell so you must have seen those pictures and that gets it's horrible images but those images did something they showed the world what it was the damage yeah, yeah that it was doing to everybody renowned for their work yeah so, <laughs> it, show, it shows like another side of it yeah. that you don't yeah. see like if you're just seeing the soldiers and like defending and offending like you don't see what the civilians like feel like or like how they react to stuff you know yeah it's really interesting yeah I feel like the people everyone I got talking to that was from Vietnam are extremely forgiven mm. extremely forgiven that yeah. wasn't that long ago was it what do you know what do you know the date so then we look it up we'll look it up I was it, it ended in the 80s didn't it mm. which is not long ago like mm-hmm. it's not extremely long ago it's not and they're very not forgiven and they're like time, though, yeah and it was one of like the most just disgusting was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, yeah if you compare it to like the second world war like the amount of money America spent in Vietnam it was so much more mm. which yeah. is craziness all the guerrilla warfare and stuff like oh that. my days the tunnels Fascinating. I was down them mm-hmm. Ho Chi Minh tunnels it's scary down them got to shoot the guns as well down there it was pretty really? cool yeah. uh-huh. it was exciting mm-hmm. but like yeah they had to live like that for months they lived underground yeah they literally lived under the fucking ground like Vietnamese people yeah like lived under the ground they uh-huh. built a city down there not really. It was more of a tunnel system. He's, he's yeah. exaggerating. He's making. He's using his language to his benefit. Do you know what the fun fact? Do you know what they done? The Vietnamese people created shoes that were back to front. So when they were walking this mm. way, uh-huh. it was going that way for the American soldiers. Smart. That's fucks. crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smart. Thompson's just sitting there like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, 
I had, like I know I had a neighbor mm-hmm. back uh, where I used to live at. Uh, he was uh, Ian. No, he was a helicopter pilot. Jesus. Vietnam, and like we had we try to ask some stories, but he'd tell us like little bits they and pieces. Won't go into the details. But he's like, I wouldn't want to like, oh come on, tell us, tell us, because it can be a PS, PS, PTSD. Yeah. yeah, it could just be the fact that. It's a- Maybe one of the most unpleasant experiences. Yeah, you, you just don't want to face that fear. again. Mm-hmm. I don't think any. Is there even. There'd be very little people that's done interviews about the Vietnam War, the Vietnam War. I mean, there's definitely going to be a couple of people who will turn into public speakers and so on. I remember my dad's, because he's so much. He's really into the military. He's got a book. Your dad does? Well, oh, he, knows he didn't write the book. He has. Oh, sorry, sorry. He had it. <laughs> You could definitely write one of his done yeah, Afghanistan and been in the army. It's all about Hiroshima mm. and right. so on, because that was the Americans. And he talks about his, being just a foot soldier from that. His point of view of the whole nuclear attacks during that, because it's a very heated debate. Mm. And having to go at some politician who was saying about how wrong Hiroshima was and so on, he says, he sort of argued about how many more lives would have been lost because of those bombs in spite of how awful it was, how many people died, they ended that conflict between Japan and America. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and it's just crazy how so many, like, the thought, like, the moral, um, the moral compass that they have, like, has anyone, have you guys seen the, uh, what's the one where they have that bomb, that movie, they have that bomb and they decide not to, like, defuse it because they'd figure it, the other, the enemy would figure out that they've defused it so they just, let it off is it, it was really weird it was okay so it was about a gay it was about a gay guy in the army right but um there's a bomb that they find and they're trying to decode it okay and they have heaps and the code changes every day this is a true story yeah i think so um talking about the imitation game the imitation game oh my goodness he worked out he worked out the german codes uh-huh oh yeah yeah keep mm-hmm. going keep going you yeah it. so he was so this was back in World War Two. Yeah, a British guy named Alan Turing. He was very much into logic stuff, mm-hmm. computerish stuff. Obviously, it was really, really primitive. He hadn't even invented proper computers at that time. Yeah, he was very much into that. Yeah, and so he ended up work, trying to work out these codes, these German codes, because he could really decipher these things. Mm-hmm. And he came up with this. He came up with this way of decoding it, and so on. And. Uh, yeah, he really, he really helped. But I think that, that film was more going about how, even though he was, he did such a good thing, he did, he really helped with that war effort and so on. He was gay. Yeah. That they, they couldn't. This was the forties. They couldn't like that. Slide they couldn't for stand him, it. And yeah. They like treated it as a medical condition and all. Uh-huh. Well, it's it's the press. Is it not? It's not something crazy. Like, till the eighties, they were given tablets. Wee bit off topic mm-hmm. for gay people. Like, as if it was an illness. That was the thing for him. He, he yeah, gave like him the, the tablets, and it affected his mental health, mm. and it caused him to go... Crazy. Yeah, it caused him to be very depressed, and unfortunately committed suicide. Yeah. That's, this is a true story? This is... This yeah. is that's how Alan Turing died, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What is... Te- whoa. So, do you know what scars me, though? What were they giving people, right, when they were like, this is an illness yeah. in the 80s? What were they giving you? Maybe it's just hormones. the fact that if it caused such... If it caused that effect, it caused him to go... To, to, to become depressed and kill himself. Mm. You know, why? He was happy the way he was, and they gave him the pills. Yeah. Just a different world. It, it was a social, like... It was a different world. It was a social... Yeah, it was It's only really been the last, like, 15, 20 years, it if has. even. Yeah. 
that like gay people became accepted into like the community properly and maybe not even still like there's still obviously people out there and there always will be but like yeah. holy fuck but that's the thing about anything like there's always going to be the, the, the other side you yeah know? like you can never get everyone on the same page yeah there's always going to be someone that d- disagrees mm-hmm. and there would literally be a person there's literally people in this world who would agree but because everyone else disagrees Dude, that, no, sorry. Uh-huh. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they will disagree because everyone else agrees, even if they agreed. Yeah. You know, they still be like, they just want to start up a fight. Yeah, because they're going to get they're going to get publicity from it. Basically, mm-hmm. you know what we call them? Bah sheep. Stop mm-hmm. being a sheep. Stop being a bat. <laughs> um. So then, at what age? Um, you went to university at what age? I went to college, and I started college at the age of sixteen. It's college like tech. It's not the same as university, really. Um, you can start college and then move on to university. College tends to focus on more practical things. Okay. University is more theoretical stuff. Okay, I think oh. what it's called back home is tech. Yeah, I think tech. that's what we call it. Does that I sound similar? S- 16 to 18 you normally go? I've never heard that. T- yeah, so I started at 16. You can... Um, yeah, well, yeah, I started at 16. I did a transitions course. And at 17, I moved on to the television production right. course that I just finished before I came to Texas. Um, it's that thing where I, I'm going to leave it there. I've done three years of that. Mm-hmm. See if I can get a job. But I had the, I had the option to continue at university. Okay. A two-year course for a bachelor honours. So is this, a, is it filming level three? The education system's a bit weird. Different. At the moment, they're changing it up. So I just did a higher national diploma. Okay. Wow. Higher national diploma. Mm-hmm. It's in the okay. So in in high school, instead of like, what's it called, standard grades and that sort of thing, we did stuff called nationals. Mm-hmm. So you could go national four, national five, national six. I did my national fives. I went and I could start my college course with my national five, and I went national certificate, higher national certificate, and then higher national diploma. Wow, class, Italian. Wow. Well, and so how far can the H and D? What's it called? H&D. H&D, yeah. God, how far can that take you, like, in the film industry, or is it just down to yourself? The truth with film, and maybe it's the same with other industries as well, I don't know, is they don't really have a lot of jobs around which say, you need to have this qualification to yeah. do this job. That yeah. is more focused around health and safety stuff, like you want to be an electrician or work in medicine or something. Mm. For television, it is entirely based around experience. If you never yeah. studied at college, but somehow you got your foot in the door... You've worked on film sets or something, and they'll take you out. Yeah. Okay, so it's very like dra- this is why. So I was actually going to do drama at school, and the reason I chose sorry not school, at university, and then the reason I chose not to do that was for like this kind of. Well, I think it's great to go and do drama to get you that experience. It can in be uni. a really good way of getting your foot in the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be, and you can definitely get like different um, what's the right like contacts mm-hmm. by doing that. But at the same time, you don't necessarily need a drama degree to go on to do drama. You don't that need kind it, of, and. It might not help you. I mean, I might not work in television. Yeah. I might not get anywhere with my th- my high national diploma. We don't mm-hmm. know. It just could. You know. It could be the best thing to happen to you, or it might not work at all. It just depends. Mm-hmm. It's very much. Th- I think it comes down to just. Yeah, maybe it just comes down to how much like if you if you're like how much you want it. So if you're super passionate, you're like fuck it, I'm getting it. Like anything really. Mm-hmm. So and then a camp you came and done for the people who don't know you were doing like the filming and stuff like that yes what do they call it they call it something it's a videographer videographer so it's like photographer instead mm. of photo oh <laughs> okay yeah so boom this one. wow boom so how did you get into that did you sign up as a Ross. videographer ah okay so uh, 
So, um, yeah, I didn't come, I didn't start Camp America aiming to do a video thing. Mm -hmm. I just aimed to do it because it's a good experience. Mm -hmm. And obviously when you make these applications to Camp America, it's on your list your skills and things yeah. you've done. And video was one of those things. So when the people here in Texas looked at my profile, they saw the video bit mm -hmm. and they spoke to me and said, would you like to do something relating to video? Right. And that's why I'm here. Mm, nice. Mm. So would you come back as a, like a regular counsellor next, next time if you do it again? Funny enough, I might want to come back as the photographer. Mm. The current photographer is, well, yeah, he's not coming back next year. Right. And there's not a lot of people want to do it. So yeah. I, I've been, the way my job works, I went around with him mm -hmm. all the time, basically like shadowing him. I even co covered him. Yeah. A few times, so there's definitely experience there. So I'm, I know I'm in the run. I'm not definitely going to get it. Yeah. But I'm one of the options. I'm one of the cards on the table. Yeah, nice. For that. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Lovely. I'd love to do that. Photo I love photography. So you're you going to be a photographer next year? Uh, I was I just sort of saying, like, I'm one of the options. Okay. I've right. spoken to Chris, I spoke to Chelsea, but I've said that. <laughs> yeah, I've spoken no, to fine. them a bit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. an it's an option. Cool. That'd be nice. I said, if you ask me, I will say yes. Okay. So, yeah. What is your, like, ultimate outcome? Yeah, what's a perfect life for Gregor yeah. with doing this filming, with your dad traveling, mm -hmm. everything? What is, the, what is the goal? What is the... What is my life goal? Yeah, what's the sure. passion? It is to get as much money as possible with the least amount of work. Interesting. Asking the ultimate question. Obviously, I'm not heading towards that line, but I don't think there is a particular direction for that sort of thing. That's no. fair. Is there? Okay, but say for example, if you were offered your dream jo dream job as a film person, at thirty grand a year, or you were offered a hundred thousand a year to do a job you despise, what would you pick? Hundred thousand. Would you? Hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. What? Because when you think about it, um, <laughs> how many people in the world? And like they may be happy with their jobs, but when they come back to their house with their family, whatever, they're really, really happy. And you know, you'd love to have that bit extra money for them. Yeah, right. I feel I money get isn't everything. I'm thinking about. I don't know. I get what you mean. Questions. Maybe if you'd done that right and grind, do you know what would actually be a good outcome if you'd done the job you hated and grinded it out for a year? Mm -hmm. That would give you a three-year advantage nearly on your other job that you would have done for thirty grand a year. So maybe if you'd grinded it out for a year and then somehow invested that money. And making yourself rich. Yeah. It's a very selfless response, Gregor. Very selfless. So if the I icon would be take all the money than do the job. Oh, no, no, I, I guess the money's more for <laughs> yeah. I guess so. the money, yeah, the money to help though. But who's yeah, the money for? Yeah, your intentions were good with the outcome of mm. what you said there. Have a happy, have a happy life because work. Well, I have this philosophy, which is make put your work around your life, not mm -hmm. your life around your work. Right. Yeah, well, that's fair. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know what? To be fair, like that's just a scenario. Like you could easily fucking do both. You could easily have your dream job and have a really nice house and a really nice family. Mm. That'd be the ultimate. That's that's the golden hour, baby. Mm. That's it right there. Yeah. That's living. Mm -hmm. So what's what's the plan after camp? What's, what's the, plan the plan after camp? I don't after this know. week, <laughs> what happens to Gregor's life? I have back a job which I am not happy at the moment with. Mm -hmm. I will crank it out until I get another job, but when I go back, I'm aiming to try and get another job somewhere. It could be a film, it could be anywhere, just something that, probably a full-time job, which will learn me to buy my own place, buy my own car, all that stuff. Get you know, the money. I'm done with college, I'm going out. 
Just so do you think at this age, life. do you think, how old are you? I'm 20. 20. At 20 years old, would your goal be to travel more? Or do you think you're done with that with your father for the, being in the army and stuff? And is your goal to, within the next two years to be out of out your own? To travel more, I'm not so sh- I'm not 100% sh- certain. Yeah. That's why I came here. That's another reason coming here. Try and see mm-hmm. if Going it's for you. Going to a different environment. Right. Seeing how it would fit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people think, like, to travel, like, don't get me wrong, I fu- it's fucking my dream. Like, I fucking love traveling. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people think it's the, their, their goal when it's not. They're like, oh, I, like, traveling's the best ever. And then they get out there like, oh, fuck, this isn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. going to stay in a fucking a hostel or go, fucking 16 people. That's are going the kind to of thing s- that I'm not as much into. Yeah. There's so many people who, like, go around like barely any money one of my friends did a gap year in New Zealand and halfway through he was sleeping in his car yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's just see don't get me that's yeah. definitely something I would thrive off I would yeah. fucking love people, that but people don't some people see it as experience yeah it's life building yeah <laughs> and one day you'll be old and you'll be talking about the time you slept in a car in New Zealand <laughs> for six months yeah <laughs> you know and some people are like, oh, fuck, no, I'd never do that. Yeah. yeah, no one's to say anyone's right. It's just perspective, really, isn't it? Like, it's, it's a perspective. If you love it, to do that, then do that. Go I'm do not going to stop you. Yeah, but you I'm don't. I'm going to stand outside that car and say, get out. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to yeah. be sitting in his hotel with his bar and his jacuzzi. Yeah, that's the thing with after camp. Mm-hmm. Like, before I leave America, I'll be in New York for three days. Some people are going around and traveling for weeks. I'm only going for a few days, but in those three, few days, I want to have a bath. Mm. I want to relax. I want to live luxury and then go back. <laughs> yeah. For everyone back home going, what? It's because we've been in a summer camp for the last four months, basically mm-hmm. with only showers and no privacy to yourself. So we want to go and enjoy the luxuries of first class living. Ooh, um, but here, what's crazy is uh, <laughs> what's crazy. What do you call what a bath? A bath. Okay, yeah. I just saying, saying yeah. fuck is all a tub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should just made up some random name. <laughs> we call them. A, what, what's crazy is we're talking about that literally it came up on my Facebook two years ago in North Carolina until this day um, we travelled up in a car mm-hmm. um, we spent four days so originally it was a girl I was seeing at the time um, a guy called Alex and me and she had just moved into her, her like dorm and we were meant to go she was like yeah you can sleep up there it'll be fine um, we arrived they're like nope all guests have to leave at 11 so we're like shit so me and him, I thought it was the best thing ever. Me and him literally spent like four days sleeping in the car. But to be fair, during the daytime, we were able to like go up, get a shower in hers, feel good, do a washing, and come back out. But at that time, we went to like every foul party there was, got super drunk, went to you the beaches. You your best life. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I saved money on accommodation. I feel like I was living a good life. Oh, yeah, for sure. You've got the option there to go to an Airbnb and pay 80 bucks a night, or oh, you yeah, in the fucking car. That's why I need to learn to drive. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cool. Anything else you want to add into it? Any any wisdom? Give us a quote. A quote? Yeah. Give, give us your us favorite quote. I already did do a good quote earlier. That was a very good one. The, I feel like you've got another it? one. The, um, uh, put your work around your life. Mm. Your life around oh, work. okay. Mm. Oh. So many people do that. Do you have Thomas, a, give me a quote. Yeah, go on. Oh, you want to lose? This is my quote. Mm-hmm. My quote? My quote. Engine. Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If Thomas's mom's listening, <laughs> smack it. She's not. Smack. <laughs> We're going to show your mom. She's not listening to that. Wait. She's listening through the walls right now. <laughs> if Thomas's mom, who's Mexican, yeah, she's Mexican. Yo, for sure. Oh, she will come after him and beat him so hard. Someone tag his mom in it. Hey, mom. <laughs> um, I can hear love the, you. I can hear the chunklers running down the, running down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's a racist joke. <laughs> What's your quote? Go for it. Hit me one. My quote? Wow. Um, live, live it up. Live it up. Mate. Live it up or seven up. Live it oh, up or seven okay. up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure they had that as a, like, their slogan at some point, maybe. Oh. You know, drink seven up. Go on, Josh. You've got something ticking away in that brain. I ain't gonna say. Yeah, sure. I know what. Say. I'll keep it Irish and I'll just keep it straight <laughs> to the point. Keep her lit. Keep for her people lit. that don't know what that means, she isn't from Ireland. This means keep it good, keep it positive. Life's good. We just, we, I said just before we started this, I wanted to have a nice upbeat thing. We ended up talking about military. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you just don't know what way this conversation is gonna right. flow sometimes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's, I don't know. You get four people in a room. Get a mic set up and you just don't know what can be said. Mm. We're in the middle of Texas, That's in the right. middle of Trinity. It's our last day officially of camp. After this, we're going to the conference. So conference, basically, guys, for you who don't know what it is, is like where universities come to camp and we kind of like show them around and take them for activities. So, yeah. Keep yeah. it lit. Gregor, um, where can we find you, mate? Hmm? Where can we, socials. What's your plug? If Where anyone is... me any strip club in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> On the stage, of course. Like, oh my goodness. You got, you got an Instagram or anything, Doug? Oh, yes. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So, yeah, you can add me on Instagram. It's Gregorovich0. And um, also my Snapchat as well. GWR Shepherd, no capitals. Mm. Oh. Nice. Okay, before we cut off, where's your favorite part in Scotland and where's your least favorite part in Scotland? Favourite part of Scotland is a place that I can't remember the name of. Love it. <laughs> Must have been so good. Rob Roy's great. Have you ever heard of Rob Roy? I have not. He's just some like William Wallace type character. He's got a grave and there's a wee hill. And when you go up the wee hill, there's a wee hill. So that means a beautiful <laughs> glen. Perfect view, almost picturesque. My worst favourite part, my least favourite part of Glasgow is Falkirk. My least favourite part of Glasgow! Yeah. My <laughs> least favourite part of Scotland! You know what? <laughs> to be fair, guys, I swear to you, right? Me. I never in my life would expect... I went to Falkirk to open up a cafe, right? Yeah. I don't know what what type of water they're drinking down there, but we nearly went crazy. <laughs> like, me and my best friend, Josh, who'd been best friends since three years old, literally used to... We were there for six weeks, and we used to go back to the room and, like, not speak to... It was so weird. Stay away from Falkirk, no matter who you are. I, there's two girls that came to camp from Falkirk, and I didn't believe it, because I was like... Um, and I was like... They can't have came from Falkirk because everyone that's in Falkirk doesn't leave Falkirk. Because <laughs> they're crazy as shit. You have no idea what goes on in Falkirk. I don't even know what goes on in Falkirk. I promise you the whole time I was there, you I didn't see... You don't want to know what goes on. I, I, I seen one, swear to God, seen one nice looking girl the whole time in Falkirk. Sorry, Falkirk. I understand how it is. got lost, to be honest. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Part of she was from Australia. She literally worked of in... Of course. <laughs> of course. She was actually... She was literally the most beautiful girl in the world. The and she actually... She Amen. works at the, the Celtic Inn. Go look her up. Bring That's her. it. The, Austra- <laughs> the Australians <laughs> always <laughs> come out on top. That's all you need. They do. Um, I don't know why a girl with such 11 out of 10 looks, 11 out of 10 personality would end up in full. What colour was her hair? Black. So, did you just have your hair down your visit Falkirk? <laughs> oh, get out of it. Get out of it. You so, James just had his hair down in Falkirk. Wow. Um, my favourite place, definitely, is Glasgow. We went to Glasgow on my birthday. And the manager, the whole time it says, you won't have to work your birthday, you won't have to work your birthday. And they were like, they were like the next day you have to work and you have to be... So, we went to Glasgow to party. And they were like, you need to be in Dunfries, which is like, how long? An hour 30 in the train? Oh, yeah. It's far from it, right? They were like, you need to be there at 8 o'clock a.m. the next day. I was like, not happening. We'll not be there. 
They didn't listen to us. I told them we weren't going to be there. And at about 1pm we arrived absolutely fucked still. <laughs> and worked in Dunfries. But we told them so they can't shout at us because that's what we said was going to happen. But Glasgow is amazing. Like, the nightlife's so good. That's, People, that's where. That's yeah, seen, yeah. One pound drinks, which is like... Oh, it's, 85 it's, pence, fire water. Thursday nights. Thursday nights, boom. Garage, great club. Garage is a good club. Uh, Name me one better. to uh, Bamboo as well. I heard Bamboo's good. Bamboo is good. Yeah, funny enough, the lead staff here... Went to bamboo. No <laughs> way. <laughs> guys. What about, what about shenanigans, guys? Shenanigans. If you're ever down in Texas, <laughs> if you ever, shenanigans if is you where it's at. ever somehow, which is impossible, mm-hmm. unless you're us, find yourselves in Trinity, Texas. Trinity, Texas. Which is a population of less than 3,000 people. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's Don't extra- go there. Drive down to Huntsville, which is 30 minutes away. <laughs> and it's will, much nicer. And you will find a club called Shenanigans. It is 25 cent whales. And none of these guys would know about that because they're all not 21. But I would know about it. <laughs> and you get Coca-Cola and whiskey for 25 cents, which is about 17p if you worked it out. What's uh, a Coca-Cola and whiskey? Yeah, what is it? Do you not know what a Coca-Cola and whiskey I'm is? I'm not 21. So I'm not 21. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that I'm is. I'm glad you all don't know. Gregor does know because back home, and only back home, he would have an alcohol beverage. <laughs> Until next time, be well, do good, listen to the Hypocrites page. Also, so far, we've had people from South Africa, Scotland... Australia, Turkey, Texas, on this podcast. Guys, I'm giving you content. Stick with it. Share it. Tag people. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it.